Hi, everyone. It's Chrissy here. It's the Revenue Growth Architects podcast. I'm joined by Charlie and Xander. Today, we're going to be talking about SDRs and why we think you should rethink the SDR, at least for me. Like, I kind of started this topic, and so I'm bringing Charlie and Xander on for the ride. But I think more than ever now, and I've been thinking this for a few years, the role of the SDR has just been misused. It does not really make sense for B2B. And I think we need to rethink the role of them. So yeah, so this will be an interesting conversation. Um, And I think to kick it off, like the backstory around this, I, I think right now we're just seeing like, and I see this across our clients and, and both Charlie and Xander, you can add in what you're seeing for, for, for kind of outbound and inbound SDRs, but Orgs probably have cut these teams. So some orgs have probably done layoffs on these teams. I see that a lot too. But still, I've seen a lot of companies that have big SDR teams. They're spending hundreds of thousands, potentially even millions on headcount costs for these roles. And they're usually hiring junior folks. And they're just, you know, it's creating this weird case where they have a big SDR team. They need to feed them enough leads, quote unquote leads <laughs> to follow up with. And so then they lower their threshold because they're like, hey, I have a ton of SDRs. I need to give them enough to follow up with. And so then they're following up on people who are too early. They're not converting. They're not getting the meetings that they want. They're feeling bis- disheartened. They're forced to be measured on volume. How many calls can we get in? How many emails just to try and get connects? And it just feels like it's not working like especially for outbound that's hard enough and we're trusting a junior person to figure out the right play the right message figure out who the right person is without with very little instruction so that's not working and then for inbound we're sending things too early so they're going to cherry pick and oftentimes like miss people because they're just leaving them in mql stage if they think they're not going to convert and they feel disheartened if they see someone who isn't converting from like webinars and they're like, webinars suck. I'm not going to follow up on those MQLs. Well, they might just continue to do that. And so we even see with certain teams, there's a lot of people stuck in in MQL stages, working stage. So I just want to put out there, like, do we feel like SDRs, the way that they're positioned today is fruitful? Does it have a place? Can it be done well? Or does it need to be like massively rethought? I think it could use some rethinking. I think that there definitely is this bias or this urge around just increasing volume of everything. And a lot of that probably is due, like you said, to just the large team. So if you have a large team, they're hungry, they've got volume goals like booking meetings or whatever. So then now to feed the large team, you've got to send them a large amount of leads, which then creates the wrong behavior. I mean, we just got off another podcast talking about content syndication and the the issues with it. And part of the reason why maybe some companies do tactics like that is to just generate a high volume of leads to just keep their SDRs busy. I've heard it time and time again. You know, how many times have you heard we, we've got to keep our SDR team busy? They need more leads, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the conversation isn't we need to generate more revenue or it's more just like keeping them busy, which just seems like the if you're starting there, that definitely just seems like the wrong place to start. And then the SDRs, they because because you're sending low quality leads, then now they're sending one email, the person isn't ready yet, they want to move on to the next one, which then further 
makes this problem even worse because they're not even truly working that lead. So then they need another one even quicker and now they need even more. So then you send them even worse leads and then now they're working even worse leads and not even putting you're putting even less effort into them. And it's just this self-perpetuating downward spiral, right? Of just more and more feeding the beast more and more and getting nothing out of it. So definitely, I agree. Something needs to change. I mean, to me, it, it seems more like a balance. I think that there's opportunities to change what the role is, but like, I think that it's important to state that for the most part of the organizations that I work with, I always hear I can rely on my SDRs to follow the process because that's what they do, right? And, you know, we can have the conversation of where do demo requests and, and request to contact sales go. But like when it goes to an SDR, if they have the right process and they're following that process, like they're more responsive because that's that's their role, right? They're not a, a salesperson who's managing an opportunity, building out quotes, traveling, all of that stuff. So I think that there's like there's a place for them. Mm-hmm. But what I'm hearing a lot and what I feel a lot is like, great, you have 40 SDRs and you have a marketing budget that can't feed 40 SDRs. So now we are ruining the top of the funnel by getting in too early and not doing the right level of um, of engagement. Whereas we could probably cut that down to 10 to 15 SDRs and be very strategic on how we use them and maybe even get more value out of that. And then reinvest those funds, you know, where they need to go. That's a good call. And that's why yeah. I think this podcast is rethinking SDRs, not, you know, removing Eliminate SDRs. Them. Because yeah. I think it is actually a really good call out that, like you said, you can get them to follow the process. They're more malleable than maybe an AE that's kind of got their own ways of working. And you kind mm-hmm. of, you've always got those struggles there. You can get them to follow the process, even create the opportunity at the right time, like all of those different things that you need. So there is a valuable space for an SDR. I don't think we're advocating. I mean, I guess that turns into a question. Oh, do you think you would ever advocate for getting getting rid of SDRs completely? No. I don't think so, no. right? No. no. And I, I think as a personal story, why I don't think that is like even in the past, I've been in a demand gen role and we didn't have SDRs. We had to send everything to AEs. And I like fought for SDRs. I ended up having to manage them. But like demo requests were going like untouched and things like that. But I think that, the amount of people that you need to be an inbound, like to follow up on inbound is not maybe as high. I think you can also do some improvements to kind of capture inbound a bit more effectively, especially around the meeting booking process and how you're gathering information there. But also you can train those people really easily on what they're meant to do. The outbound SDRs or when you're expected like, oh, we don't have a ton of inbound but we're gonna have all these outbound sdrs and we're gonna hire a ton of them that's where i see like companies go astray because then the easiest way for them to operationalize those outbound reps is not being done well and i also think they're probably not ready for having that many outbound reps you're more likely to have maybe fewer and have them more targeted and more aligned to your programs and then take the rest of those dollars and invest in your brand, invest in content, or invest in more junior marketers who can do things that can help all those activities like brand and social and so forth. So I even think potentially like we're, you know, most of the time you hire a junior person and it's a tough job, right? Like you're saying like, go and start cold calling people and yeah, it's like knocking on doors. It's not very like different than that. And then it's also just hard enough to get the right data. So then you're just 
going through a phone line and trying to get to someone. When we know a lot of the buyers, they are, you know, places where maybe you can engage them or you want to try and engage them throughout this anonymous journey. Because a lot of the time when we're interested in a product, we're like, I don't want to talk to someone. Like, I mean, people just literally are like, have a phobia but to even talking to people. How many times do we not answer our phone? Just a fear of like having to be stuck on a call with someone. We rather, you know, just talk to someone when we really need to. And then email is hard enough. Like if they're trying to do at scale, their emails are not getting delivered. And so that's not going to be fruitful. But I think those junior folks usually do have the appetite or interest in marketing. A lot of the time also too, they've been brought up in this digital first world, even more than us millennials. Like they're using TikTok, they're creating videos. They are figuring out how to engage their peers. Well, you can like repurpose that way of them thinking and be like, okay, can you also then use that same thinking and try to engage our buyers? Can you go be on communities, look for active conversations to be a part of, go do research, go and try and find the right people at these accounts, get the data, verify that against LinkedIn. And then also, do you want to create content like short videos or, you know, evangelize for our product on on LinkedIn or, or other channels? And so I think there's like that seems more valuable to me. But a lot of times teams don't ha- don't even have those people. They don't have that headcount to actually do that. And actually, a lot of very senior marketers are doing very junior tactical jobs to try and do all these activities to boost their brand and generate awareness and create demand. And so I think it'd be better to invest in headcount dollars in just those junior marketers rather than an SDR where it's not going to be very fruitful, in my opinion. Well, do you think the issue with the SDR is just that they are junior? So instead of hiring you know, 20 junior SDRs, just hire seven more senior SDRs? Because a lot of times when you're hiring an SDR, you're not hiring some, uh, someone with sales experience in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they need sales experience. They need to have that, maybe have done some of this role before. And maybe yeah. then if you had someone who's a bit more experienced, has has a better method and approach and, and just experience in general to be able to be a bit better at the job and do the type of activities that you said, then that, sol- that might solve the problem in a big way just just by who you hire instead of just trying to get a large team, a smaller, just more senior team. Because I remember back when we were at Jive, we had an SDR and he was really, really good. I think he ended up turning, after I left, turning, turning into a salesperson there, but he was really great. And when you actually have a really good SDR, you actually, they're really, really valuable. So maybe it just comes down to the quality of the SDRs that you have that then can really lead you down a better path through all the other things that we're talking about here. Yeah, I think to add on to yours though, when you think about, and I know exactly who you're talking about because I worked with him too. From what I remember though, is like, he also was almost acting somewhat like a marketer. Like he would work alongside marketing to figure out new campaigns to engage leads on, what would be like a good messaging, how we can run certain plays against them. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, I think, Instead of them just being the cog to just do these like very manual volume things, just invest in the development of their skills and maybe get them thinking more like a marketer, more like an engaging, you know, someone who's going to try and engage, do research, 
really invest themselves into figuring out how to run the play. And that's where I think we just need to rethink and do more of like having them be a more of a strategic role. And I think you can still even do that when you're junior with the right management and direction of like what you should do. And I think the thing that facilitated that was actually being in the office. Yeah. We're literally, my desk was, we were facing apart from each other, but he was like three people over with his back to me. But literally, literally you could just turn around and chat. And I had my boss next to me. And then we had the SDRs kind of there, like behind us. Mm-hmm. And we had a board that had, you know, the marketing campaigns we were working on, what they needed to do, follow up. Okay, we've got this you know, breakfast coming up. We want to try and get like these target accounts to come to this event. We would have like loads of spiffs, like, okay, whoever can get the most people to this event could get like an iPad or whatever. And a lot of that I feel like would be really difficult to do remote. And then also what we had really, really good setup there was pairing SDRs with AEs where there would be, you know, one SDR working maybe with a couple of AEs and then they would have a lot of meetings and a lot of kind of thought leadership passing down towards the SDR from the AE to be able to really coach them. And all of that also happened in person. Like the AE would just walk over to the desk, chat to them. It didn't, it didn't have to be like, we have to schedule a one hour meeting to have a discussion on this thing. It was a lot of that natural conversation that I think facilitated the SDRs being really good. That I wonder if you can't get that in remote first. I think you can emulate it, but I do understand what you're saying because, and we've had that conversation around remote versus in person on like, if you're bringing in junior people, this is their first corporate opportunity. It's way different than college. It's way different than school. So I think obviously there is a benefit to having that in person, but I think that you can create that. You can create that space, whether it be through daily standups or working sessions or things like that. I'm not going to deny it. I think that I think that having the pod of the SDRs who are competitive and working together and kind of in that in that unit has a benefit for sure. I think it's like any new role that you're in, you're just like looking to people around you on like how to emulate them and things like that. And so that's hard with remote, like even down to I remember I would sit next to the SDRs and even down to like they would look over at like what the person next to them was even just doing. How are they navigating their email? How are they using Salesforce? How are they like, oh, hey, how are you going to disposition this lead? You know, what status do I use or whatever? And and then listening to them, like even how do they leave a voicemail? You know, we had a person on the SDR team where literally even the whole marketing team could recite how he ended his voicemails. Like, cause it was just so consistent. And so I think you do miss out on that, like that kind of emulation. It's like, you know, tribal almost or like biological, you know, like mammals will mimic each other. Like that's just nature. But when you don't see that, I think sight and hearing and all those senses that when that's turned off. So I think there are some tools that are actually kind of interesting that are doing some things like that where you can put someone literally into like a virtual bullpen and things like that. I'll have to post the name of it because it's a, there's a new company doing that. And you can even bring your manager in to kind of like listen on to your calls or even coach you through them. I think it's called like Zoots or something books or I, I know of Lubo space. That's the one that I know of. Not necessarily okay, yeah. geared only toward SDRs, but like that virtual space. 
Yeah. And so definitely those are, could be interesting. And so it'd be, I think maybe it's now figuring out what technology can help support that. But the companies are going back into the office. And I think the big thing here thinking about is rethinking the role. I think it's like moving less like away from like a lot of volume, like everything. Just I think there's just been too much volume, 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 volume. We talk about it every episode, but just try and focus more on the quality and like be more considered and not take the easy way out for things. Really invest in like the management. Like this means you're going to have to have really invested managers instead of just sitting there looking at how many calls and emails their team is doing per day and then keeping them accountable to that. That's not going to produce results. It's teaching them. It's teaching them how to do the research on the account, where they should focus, keeping them prioritized, getting them to be measured on a way where they're really driving like pipeline and revenue or contributing to that. And that's why I think it's like more of like a marketer can actually help define that probably like with the team to be more of, to me, it's more of an extension of marketing, but supporting the sales team. But my opinion. That's why I brought up the in-person thing, but I think a lot of this comes down to enablement and alignment, which yeah. I do think is just more natural in person, especially if the people you're bringing on are more junior, kind of like we've just said. But maybe then the cure to this, if you are going to have fully remote, is you do need to hire a higher caliber of SDRs. I guess part of the issue with that is that SDR is often seen as a stepping stone into you know, a BDR, AE type role. Mm-hmm. So all the really good SDRs don't stay SDRs for long. <laughs> You've got this kind of constant cycle of like, and, and anyone, anyone in the job is still learning. And once they've learned, they're out the job. Maybe that's the, one of the fundamental problems, actually, thinking about it, because any good SDR isn't SDR anymore. And actually, one thing I saw on LinkedIn recently was OpenAI, I think, was hiring an SDR and the pay was like two hundred and fifty dollars to $300,000 a year or something. What? Something like that. Fact check me. I saw some sales influencers talking about it. And I think the part of the messaging they were talking about was what we're talking about here. Like maybe actually we need to turn the SDR into a career kind of destination or a career progression in itself and not just a stepping stone to something else. Yeah. And I agree. Like I sometimes what I want to see here is like more like a path and have a path first start like through marketing because I think that there's a lot of things that you can introduce to someone really early that can help them be really good at their job. Like if you have someone just focused on doing the research for finding the right contacts and verifying them LinkedIn and checking their titles and, you know, doing more of like a research type role first, then also having that person maybe monitor conversations, contribute to them on LinkedIn and things like that. That all can be things that aren't prospect-facing, but can be really valuable to the team who will be prospect-facing. So then when you do have that person who's ready to do the outbound play, you have all those contacts, and then that person doesn't have to do the research themselves and verify it or hit like a, oh, this person doesn't work here anymore. And then they can work then on executing the play more effectively and working with the AE more effectively I just think that there's maybe like just more like levels and distribution of the actual strategy execution across people, like you said. And so you could take someone more junior and then give them a path. And yeah, there might be, you might be an SDR who you're just trying to penetrate huge accounts like Meta or 
GM, I don't know, whoever your targets are, like just these huge accounts and you need someone very senior that will probably be able to do that in a more effective way because they have to really be entrepreneurial, work with the right people, figure out the right message, run some plays, figure out. And once they have that conversation, really be able to qualify and navigate it effectively. The way that I'm kind of viewing this is I don't want to discredit so much of the sales skills that an SDR has as well, right? Like, I almost wonder if it is a few different layers of the SDR team. So what you're saying is like somebody who's very strategic, creative, kind of getting out into the market, like that's a whole different set of skills that maybe like complements an SDR team. And I'm seeing a lot more SDR teams coming out of the the marketing org reporting into marketing rather than sales. And that kind of will definitely uh, differentiate this model. But it's like you can have inbound, which is your true junior people, the people that you're going to get into your pipeline of talent, right? And then maybe you have outbound who they're they're like actually good at prospecting and, and working through that. But then you maybe maybe there is like a separate role that helps to support that whole angle, which is more of like the strategic building, you know, finding people where they're at. Because I don't know, I'm uh, as you say that, I'm like, it's kind of like going to be finding unicorns to try and find the right person who can fit all of the buttons that you would need in a good SDR. And maybe they exist. Maybe it's easier than than I'm thinking of. But as I think about like the skills of actually like having those conversations and, and getting to a meeting and identifying pain points and doing all of that stuff might be hard to find if you're also thinking of like almost a product marketer or a research based person. Yeah, but I think the research stuff, like it, it, I think some of those roles are just like someone can like kind of execute with the right guidance. I've even hired a marketing ops person through an SDR internship before because I was like, oh, this gal does not want to be on the phone, but she knows how to navigate Salesforce really well. And I saw her navigate data and try and find the right contacts and all that stuff. And I literally like I ended up hiring her from that program and She's amazing. She does marketing ops still today. And so that's what I mean. It doesn't even have to be a path to even go into being more senior SDR. But I think it's having those step levels where you can figure that out rather than forcing them to get jumping on a call and sending out emails and all this volume based sure. stuff with and they realize, oh, this isn't for me. You know? And so at least giving them the levels to then figure that out and give them the training by doing first that can help them be more effective to see the big picture on how things work. So to sum up a bit, we're saying less focus on volume, kind of turn down the volume and then be a bit more strategic, very bit more considered with your outreach. Think about the size of the team. Maybe you don't need as big a team. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need a smaller team with a better skill set, maybe a bit more experience. Think about the career paths. Think about how they're working together and learning from each other if you're if you're remote and how you can really enable that where if you don't have them coming into an office. The one elephant in the room here is AI that we haven't touched on. I know we have to yeah. wrap up in a second, but what are your thoughts on AI and how that's going to impact the SDR function? I think it'll impact it, but it's too early to tell of like how effectively it will. But I do think that potentially for inbound. It could be really interesting. And then also research and contact management and things like that. It could be interesting, but it's so early to tell. 
I feel like with a lot of these things, it all comes down to like, how do you operationalize that effectively? And honestly, there's already chaos in just trying to organize just an ABM play across the team. So introducing AI, unless it's very directed as to like what the AI is like purposely going to do to maybe help with crafting the right message. Yeah, that could be useful. But I think there still needs to be someone monitoring that to help them find the right contacts potentially. But I don't see any tools doing that really right now. So I need I would need to see more. So I think it's still very early, but I do think that potentially AI will maybe come in and do parts of the role. And then maybe one day it, it does do the role, but I think we're very, very far off from that right now. In my opinion. Xander, what are your thoughts? I know yeah. we, ta- we, we talked about this a bit when we had our AI-focused episodes a while back. So what are right. your thoughts now? No, no. The more the the longer that we've lived with this current iteration of AI, I, I've seen some of the limits of where of where mm-hmm. it's at. Right, which is good to see. I don't think that it's replacing jobs. I think that I think that it is going to make the jobs easier to be able to focus on the things that humans need to focus on. Right, mm-hmm. and so as you think about the SDR, they're bouncing through multiple systems, multiple research places. Maybe we can start to consolidate some of that, make that job more efficient and more effective. So that way, when they are actually getting to that point of doing outreach and they're meeting people where they're at, they're being more effective with that communication if they're using the data that they have access to effectively. On the flip side, you know, sometimes getting somebody to even pay attention to what's the latest campaign response that somebody did is hard. So combining all of that data might be difficult. But I think that, you know, the SDRs that are able to leverage what is accessible to them are going to be more successful. Yeah. I think there's a few things that could happen. One could be that the SDR world is completely overtaken by, by AI. I think that is a possibility. I don't think it's the highest possibility in the next few years, but I think it still is a possibility if you keep looking at the trend line of how AI is accelerating and keep drawing that exponentially. I think maybe the second option is maybe the more likely in the next couple of years, which is using AI as some kind of co-pilot method where it's just how all the stuff that we've talked about, right? It's, it's how do we give them the information that they need? How do we train them to be more strategic? How do we enable them? How do we give them get alignment? A lot of that could be supported with a AI bot that's trained on all of your product marketing data, all of your, you know, the the data that you have on your ICP, everything that you need for sales enablement. Instead of in the past, you would have like these crazy sales enablement playbooks that you'd have to read like a hundred pages and find the latest version and all of this kind of stuff for SDRs. Go to the, you know, the quarterly meetings, go to the yearly kickoff to get all of this information. You could have it just all of the most up-to-date information there when you need it. So you're writing an email. And the co-pilot is, is evaluating that and going, actually, this point could be better articulated like this, or maybe you should add this point, or oh, I noticed this person is this job title. So actually you should give them this case study or this, this point of view. Um, and then even when you're on a call, right, there's, I think there's tools that I don't think they're like that widespread yet, but tools that as you're talking, you know, are giving you the next thing to say or things to bring up. So I think that seems pretty likely that, that someone companies that are in the sales tech space are going to be able to pull off relatively soon soon being in the next kind of handful of years and pull off pretty well and that could really help just get that 
person stepping into the SDR role to be a 10x performer, you know, without taking a few years. And yeah. by the time they've got to that point, they're now an AE, right? That's probably the most likely. And then there maybe the the other less likely one is that it doesn't do anything. I think it's going to impact some somehow. I don't think there's going to be no impact. That would just surprise me quite a lot. Yeah, agreed. Well, stay tuned, especially on that part. <laughs> But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the, the thing is like, we're not saying get rid of the SDR, but maybe rethink how we use them. Maybe rethink how we like actually build out the team size of it. Charlie did a good synopsis and kind of go from there. We'll see how it goes. I mean, honestly, we could probably have a, an episode all about rethinking every position on the revenue team right now and how it maybe needs to change to the buyer experience today. So, um, but yeah, hopefully got the team thinking well, thanks for joining us today, everyone. Um, if you're enjoying the podcast, share it with a friend, give us a like, really appreciate it. And if you do have a topic, we're continuing to take ideas, send that to rga at csgmarketing.com and we'll tackle it. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. Bye.